0: Hey, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? It is B. here with another interview segment here on We Create Music TV. Tonight, we have music composer, songwriter, and producer, Nas Moore. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Glad to have you here. I'm interested in learning more about you. I've had a chance to do some research and listen to your music. So I'm interested in learning more about, about you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you for being here. So, as I ask every guest, how did you get into this whole music world? What sparked you to get into this into this particular industry?
1: Um, in my case, it was COVID. Oh. <laughs> so okay, uh, I didn't formal musical uh, education back in my. Home country where where I was born, and uh, that is uh, that formal musical education means um, uh, ten years of school, musical school with majoring in piano, and uh, it's a it's one of those special schools where you have everything in it. It's not your yeah. you know kind of additional school. This is the only school you go to. And uh, about 70% is all of, of studies dedicated to music, and uh, only 30% is everything else, math and literature and uh, whatever else. So music, including all of it. Uh, so fetches and music history and whatnot. So I finished uh, that school and uh, I was uh, really, at the end of it, I felt like I'm fed up. <laughs> So I totally changed uh, horses and changed my career and became totally something else. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with music, even though it gave me a lot—a uh, lot in terms of, you know, being a kid that's been sort of uh, constrained to that big task, right, to that main task. Uh, you learn how to work. They really teach you how to do that from. Being little, right? So, uh, and then obviously it expands a lot of you, a lot of your uh, feelings, a lot of your understanding, senses, and creativity, God knows what else. Mm -hmm. So, I did not really touch anything uh, about it until last year. Wow. Where, oh yeah. So, uh, last, I believe. April or March, I decided. You know what? Why don't I just grab a few, you know, interesting tools here and there, get myself a nice keyboard, and try to do something about it. Hmm. And uh, I obviously uh, failed a couple times, which is totally normal. Right. Because first, my first first my creations were totally ugly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, isn't it all for us in the very beginning?
1: Well, I remember yourself growing up, right? How many times did you fall before you learn how to walk? That's right. So, uh, and uh, I realized that this is something that uh, I would like to have on my, you know, daily activities. So here you go. So I started. Uh, i songs, thinking about a whole bunch of different scenarios, different genres. What would I do? What can I mm. say? What can I tell? Actually, right? And uh, here I
0: am. Wow. Yeah. You know, so so how long had it been since you were in school? And well, I guess that's probably too much information. I guess, but that's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> you know i mean because what i guess i guess what i'm asking is is because there was a gap in between learning the uh-huh. art and then going on with your life completely doing something different and now coming back to it in 2021 uh-huh. and so the
1: gap i believe is few tens of years i would say probably at least 30 maybe, okay.
0: maybe 35 wow so what was so you said COVID was the motivation behind getting back into music. So how did that start up? Is it not that- really
1: the motivation? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a precondition. <laughs> <It was> pre-
0: <laughs> you were like, "Well, I figure I'll find something to do."
1: Well, you're working from home. You, exactly. You have to. You have to find more activity right? That's. Mm-hmm. I guess it's that obvious. You, you constrained. Everybody's on lockdown and whatnot. Especially last year, it was all crazy. Lots of unknowns, mm-hmm. and uh, you have this plenty of time, right? So, uh, where would you spend it? Um, mm-hmm. Some people would do lots of Netflix, but
0: all right now, you <laughs> wanted to make sure that you were—you wanted to make sure you were productive.
1: While you yeah, were working I, yeah I, I just can't
0: steel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was the same. <laughs> I was the same way. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't spend hours because I also, I work from home. I've been working from home ever since COVID, mm-hmm. of course, hit here in the U.S. Uh, March of 2020, was it 2020, 2019? Whew, mm-hmm. 2020, I believe. And so for the past two years, I've been working from home. And so that has just afforded me the ability to do my job of course but then also find some other things that like this that was interesting as far as music and video and doing all those creative creative things as well so yeah you acquire um, lots of new hobbies right you acquire tons of new hobbies tons. i think i think and, and and wonder how many people wasted so let me go back because covid is what it, it is, and it happened how it happened. People either, for whatever reason, either took advantage of it or did not take advantage of it. And I mean that from kind of what we're talking about, right? Okay, <laughs> we're home, uh, we don't have anything to do. So I'm going to be a couch potato and watch Netflix all day, or I can find something creative and productive to enhance what I do, my skill set, etc. And I, I think, I'll, I can't say a lot because I don't really don't know how many people, but I probably would say half of the people were productive and half people probably were not as productive. You know, that's just a, a Fair. guesstimate. Fair, absolutely. That's just, that's just probably Aye. a guesstimate. Knowing just the human condition and human behavior. So, some people probably did, some people probably didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah know, exactly. Was, we acquired lots of, not only hobbies, but uh, habits as well. Hobbies, right.
0: hobbies, and habits, and stuff, mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I acquired stuff. I acquired, yes, because I was at home. It gave me time to do other things, and I was like, oh, I could buy this. I could buy that. oh, I got, I could buy this, and I bought too much stuff.
1: <laughs> I tell
0: you what. <laughs> I, yeah, I purchased
1: prior prior to this interview. I was thinking, uh, can I wear long johns?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> every, time for, every time at work, where they would want to get on camera, oh, you know, I can't really get, I have camera, camera problems today. I can't really get on camera. Yeah, no. But just recently, they were like, Okay, we all got to get back on camera. Okay, I was like, ah oh, man, that means I got to kind of get dressed up from the waist up. Oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Getting dressed up from the waist up. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask what happened in 2021 that was the major turning point for you. And I guess in that sense, it was it was COVID, you know, and being, and I don't know if there was anything else that transpired, if there was anything else that...
1: It's obviously more than that. Um, I realized probably, you know, uh, when I had some time to think, due to the COVID, so more, of a, more of that free time that we all had a little bit, mm-hmm. I realized that, um, um I've been using probably my skills and creativity only in one direction right and uh, um, I would say the last 30 years I've been uh, telling other people what to do and I decided well maybe it's a time to actually listen to somebody else and learn and go back to school mm. again mm-hmm. oh, wow. <laughs> meaning okay. learn meaning learn something new Right? which is right. um, still new right uh, regardless of all the education, mm-hmm. uh, all that perfect pitch and whatever else right? That's right It's still new. It's still learning not only how to produce music, how to work with uh, other musicians right I don't sing by myself, I, I collaborate with uh, uh, different uh, singers, but I believe that what gives me lots of freedom at the same time. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a singer, you start to find an issue you. Um, stick to what you're doing, right, most of the time. You know? right? Like, like, remain within your own, uh, not just genre, but more of a, your own style, your own kind of vibe that you produce the best, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I realized that, you know, being a music producer, composer, uh, you're not really limited to that. You can do anything. Anything. One day, yeah. One day, you can throw out this pop song, which is totally naughty, and then the other day, is something totally serious, <laughs> mm-hmm. of a different, totally in a totally different uh, style or right. genre, right?
0: Right. And yeah. So you
1: now uh, no, go ahead. And so I realized, you know what? Uh, that's probably a good chance to to try again my creativity. <laughs>
0: that's what I'm doing. That's right. Yeah, I think that being a I don't want to say being an artist has a shelf life, right? I don't, because I don't think anything in that sense has a shelf life. I think being an, you can be an artist, you can be 80 years old and be an artist, or you can be 80 years old and be a a pianist, a composer. Um, I do believe that being a music producer, songwriter and composer gives you much more flexibility in what you can do, right? Because I mean, we're behind the scenes, pretty much. I mean, I produce music myself, we're behind the scenes. And so we're not really the face of the music that is out there. We are and we can produce any type of music. We're not limited to what our fans may want to listen to because we can work with multiple people. And we can establish so many different sounds and so many ways to be creative. I think as I think that's probably why I chose to be a music music producer versus being a singer because I grew up as a singer. Yeah, mm. and so you know I grew you up. You're lucky you can sing. Yeah, why well, no, I, I used to, but you know sometimes if you use <laughs> if you don't use it, you lose. No, <laughs>
1: but I don't think so. No, I, don't, I don't think so either. There's- there's this good saying that I love. It says, "There's no such thing as X."
0: Hmm. Yeah. Once hear that. Once
1: something? Want something? Always something.
0: That's right. That's right. But yeah, so I used to sing, <laughs> and now I just do production and, of course, videography type stuff. But. I think being a, a composer a songwriter and a producer leaves you with that flexibility and creativity in many many different many different ways so that actually is one of the things that I do want to talk about is your own motivation for the music that you create I had a chance to listen to a lot of it and what's your what's how are you able to stay as versatile as you are with the music that you create? And we'll get into a little bit later some of the particular songs that I want to talk about, Uh, but what leads to your own versatility when you are creating music?
1: So there is a process on one hand, something that you kind of work from the Uh, square one towards the end result, right? So, but then there's always an accident. The accident that happens somewhere in the middle or in the beginning, which may turn you to uh, change the horses (laughs) as you go. Yeah, that's Um, right. But, yeah, and then that's, I guess, what happened with one of the, with one of the singles, but um, let's talk about the scenario where you don't have any accidents. And in this scenario, uh, I guess in my case, how do I explain it? Music comes to me first as a visual.
0: That's right. Mm, What do you mean by that?
1: a scene or uh, a conversation between people or uh, the episode of the movie or anything, but anything visual, that's how it comes to me, that's how it's born. So uh, it could come as simple as after watching a a, a movie, Mm. right? A good movie with... uh,
0: and yeah, it a good good, movie. right. It has to be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. A, That's good, right.
1: Good actors. Right? And uh, you somehow relate to what's happening in that movie in your mind. And you see, oh, God, I should write a song that has that vibe, right? Because it's a good mm. vibe. It must be really. It, it will resonate with other people. Right. Right. So most of the time that's how it happens. It's not in my case it's not happening as if I oh I have a plan to create a song that will go, you know, viral and swipe the whole Mm -hmm. world. No. You know,
0: I don't know I don't I think people try to do that, but I don't think there's a actually there is. I've read in this book called The Song Machine and they talk about that mm-hmm. there's a formula to creating hits. And oh, the, the the song machine is probably one of the best books I've ever read on music, and and the art of music. And it is it was, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever read it. If you haven't read the song machine, it is a I can't remember the author, I have to look over at my books to figure out to remember the author, if you um, could please I share think it good, please. John Seabrook. Yeah, I, I will. I think it was, I think his name is John Seabrook, I believe, but uh, but he, he writes in the song machine, this, this story of, of just music and the creation of music and how, even what you're talking about, the visualization of, of music and how all of it just comes together to create this wonderful, just wonderful masterpiece. But but yes, it's, the book is called The Song Machine, a great, great book on, on music. I
1: forgot to mention, I think, one more thing about it, just to add to the uh, previously said. Um, I love psycho- psychology. Mm. I learned, I uh, shouldn't say a lot, but lots of material, right, about psychology and uh, all kinds of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if everyone realizes that, but music is a psychological tool.
0: It sure is,
1: right? Big time. It's probably the first thing that comes to my mind. It it, it impacts your you at the psychological level. Outside oh, of something something at the genetic level, which probably mostly I would say uh, driven by the percussion, right? But everything else would be psychological level. It could make you cry, it could make you, you know, it could motivate you, it could make you laugh, right? So uh, that is one, one of the things that uh, is always in my mind when I'm uh, working on the next song.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, I, I think, as you said, music is psychological. You know, it's it's funny because when, when I was going to go to college, my first intuition of classes that I was going to take, I wanted to be a psychologist. I don't know why. Psychology was my favorite subject. I loved it. I loved it for all the wrong reasons, though. (laughs) I loved it for all the wrong reasons. I wanted to figure out how to mess with people's heads. And I was that's right. I was, I'm going to be a psychologist. And what really turned me in a different direction, more into the business realm, which is where I've been for, oh gosh, the past, oh gosh, 20 something years, was I was working at a furniture store. And the at the furniture store, it was a, uh, I think it was a, a young lady that I was working with Who was a psychologist and went to school for a site to be a psychologist and she said brian you don't want to do that she said look where we both both work i said oh she was she was full-time at the furniture store where i was and she said look where we both work i'm here and you're here so that should tell you i was like oh okay then I guess I don't want to be a psychologist anymore, but <laughs> I, went into I said, okay, I'm going to go for business then. And that's what I did, but yes, she was like, yeah, you don't want to do that. But back to I, what you were I saying. Only... <laughs> no, no, I ahead. just want to throw a comment.
1: Uh, I think, you know what, uh, I don't know if lots of people realize that, but in my mind, uh, a great career path would be take some psychology. Not a whole lot of it, don't go to clinical psychology, but some of it. Mm-hmm. And then the rest take sales, marketing, or
0: business. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's it and and, and that's at that time I was doing sales. So <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean back to what you were saying, music is hits people on a psychological level because it really resonates within from my opinion, it resonates in a person's soul you can listen to a song and it can bring up so many different emotions and feelings that a person can have i mean i remember how music has shaped my life in many different situations different songs carrying you through certain situations and always going back you know people you hear people say this song got me through this but i mean but why that's because it has some type of psychological impact on you that helped you deal with whatever crisis you were you were dealing with at that time so yes. I, I, I love it, I, I, believe, I believe the same thing, music has a deep impact on, on us as
1: individuals. If used to right. right,
0: If not used the way I was going to use psychology. When, <laughs> when, I, was,
1: <laughs> when I was going to use it. Well, yes. I, I have to tell oh, you yeah. this. Uh, that is speaking of psychology. Um, there's one song that is not released yet, it's very uh, emotional song. It's very theatrical as well. And uh, I sent it for, uh, you know, one of those crowded reviews where people mm-hmm. listen to it and they uh, uh, have to feel a, right. quite a long yeah. form, right? And grade it as well. Mm-hmm. So I was really surprised to see of all this great grades. It really graded really well. It's one.
0: It's always one.
1: (laughs) So uh, it was a a female, about maybe 24-year-old, I think, as far as I remember. You you can see the age and the gender, Mm a few things of each participant. And uh, she graded it one out of 10. Among all the others who graded it very high, which is thank you, thank you, but, and I was reading then the comments that she put, so uh, I can't quote it, I I don't remember, but what she said was, it is extremely bad song, it made me cry.
0: Hmm.
1: Wow. I was, oh my God, this is the best grade of all... (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're right and and it probably doesn't mean that it's a bad song it's hit it touched her in a different way emotionally that caused exactly and I, i'm just speculating right that caused some type oh, of emotion that is, and reaction exactly. right mm-hmm. yep and it hit it like i said music hits us all all differently and it has a different impact every time we we hear that song we have songs that can get us through you know, breakups and makeups and crises and all types of things and music. That's why I love music so much more than anything because it helps us to really. It, there's a connectedness with with music and with with people, and yeah. So that's at least that's why I do True. music, but <laughs> but yeah. So so in in that in that same regard, I'm sure as you were dealing with music and getting acclimated back to this to this world, you've probably succumbed to some challenges. So I'd like to talk about what challenges have you experienced and how did you overcome those challenges?
1: I don't think I'm going to invent a wheel here. Um, it would be probably a very safe assumption that uh, every musician is experiencing more or less the same challenges. And those are, as usual, well, how do you create um, something that is of a very high quality? Uh, if Because you, you need some partners, you need to collaborate with something, you need to find this talent to work with you, right? Uh, so that's number one. And then I guess this old, <laughs> Big challenge of okay, how do you make uh, people to listen to what you create? How to you promote your music? How to how to bring it out there so that you know people at least say say something about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. be it be it good or bad, right? So those those two, I don't think I'm you know opening an uh, American now. <laughs> everyone, everyone, I believe, is experiencing the very same challenges. Mm. How did How did I uh, do it? Well, first of all, yeah, I started working, working, learning, reading, mm-hmm. seeing what other people doing, literally researching. And it, I, I, I guess, yeah, it, it is fair to say, I put significant effort in research.
0: Yeah, I, I think research is critically important. I wish more people... Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So uh, I started looking for a uh, similar, you know, musicians, who's, who's quite successful, or at least uh, known, right, on that musical or other screen. And uh, I started looking how they've been working, piece by piece. Because this information is not on your regular Google search, right? You have to do right. a, a real research uh, to find out. So I found a few places, few websites. Some of them were quite helpful in order to be able to find this uh, talent. And uh, I think it worked. Mm. I think it worked. And uh, one more thing is uh, networking. Networking means... So- Means uh, probably a big fortune uh, when you're starting, right? right? And you need to know how to network. Uh, if you, you know, sitting and cooking something by yourself in a mm-hmm. dark room <laughs> mm-hmm. ain't gonna help, right? So uh, you talk to people, you ask questions, you find out more and more and more, and you, you know, you make friends. That's right. Right. And then as of a sudden you see things starting to uh the pieces of the puzzle they all starting to
0: mm. Yeah, and I I think networking is, is a critical component of I would say almost any industry, but any. any industry. But specifically the music industry, right? I mean, I do video as well and so you have to learn how to network with other videographers and actors and uh, colorists and editors and all these other folks same thing on the music side as an mm-hmm. artist as a music producer composer you still have to do that same process now i know with covid it was a little difficult to to network but i find it very interesting that even though i wasn't able to, to attend as many as a, almost or any events that i just had to really revert to social media networking and reaching out to people and building relationships through that medium as well, because I was no longer able to see them face-to-face, shake their hands and talk to them in that capacity in that type of, of environment. And so that just leads now to learning more about how to do those things online, you know, kind of through mediums, mediums like this as well. But I am a face-to-face person. I love face-to-face interaction and being around people and talking to people and I that's that's my natural, you know, just tendency is to I can't wait until the day we can all be back into networking and and, and engaging with one another in that capacity because I do I do miss that. But um, I mean, that that is that is critically critically important to do. Totally, agree. totally, totally agree. Okay. So I want to talk about your music in detail. There's a couple of songs I want to talk about. (laughs) There's a couple of songs I want to talk about. Uh, And I I really want to know and understand your creative process uh, behind uh, these there's three of them behind these three songs. What really sparked the idea? How did you really uh, network uh, and to get these songs? I think I think almost all of these songs has I think it's, it's, uh, it's Chris, is it Hodges, is it
1: Chris Hodges? I work with Chris a lot, yeah. Yeah,
0: so so I think they, one or two has Chris Hodges on it and it also has Bo, who's a Houston artist as well. Uh, okay, so for the, for the first song, your creative process and thought process around Adrenaline Storm.
1: So I we, guess so this we'll, one is we'll, quite... We'll, we'll start there. This one is quite obvious, right? Uh, it's probably one of a thousand attempts to relate uh, to what's happening to everyone in the last two years, right? And uh, I was even thinking maybe, you know, maybe there's another thousand uh, musicians or singers who would probably come up with this topic because it's so obvious, right? And uh, I thought, maybe I shouldn't. Um, It's too obvious, right? But at the same time, uh, when we put the first um, few demos together, it did sound good. I liked it. (laughs) In this song, what, uh, what I was trying to achieve is to Uh, mix few genres and mix them in such a way where they actually really complement each other. So it is a rock song, right? But uh, you notice there's a rap in it. Mm -hmm. How do you scream in a song so that you Mm. don't actually produce the screaming, annoying sound? Right. You put that wrap in it. That's what I was thinking. Right? Okay. Because wrap, first of all, wrap is usually very fast. So much of information per second. So much more. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can deliver quite a quite quite a more uh, in your message when you're wrapping. Also wrap, uh, especially some types of it, uh, I call it sort of slapping in the face wrap. For its emotion, right? It's it's mm. really aggressive, but aggressive uh, in a way uh, it, it it delivers the message aggressively. Not not that it's aggressive right. by itself. No, right. I know what you mean. So, um, and that's why I thought, well, if I mix this, you know, eighties uh, rock into uh, a little bit more of a modern. With the hints of cinematic sounds, uh, backtrack, mm-hmm. and basically diluted well not diluted, sorry, wrong word. I'm taking it back. Amplified with the uh, embedded, you know, areas where the rub is. It mm-hmm. might really sound. Um, it might shine.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right. And uh, and I've seen some people do it. I, I've seen some duos, and, and I realized, holy, holy, God, it just sounds really, um, sounds really good when you have a rock singer and a rapper at the same time. It's not quite mm-hmm. f- frequent that I listen to something like that, right? But it does work.
0: It worked. Yeah, you were, and and I believe this song has both Chris and Bo on it at the same time. If I remember listening to this one, yes, <clears throat> right, and and so they complement one another too uh, in this wow. song. Uh, and, and it was, otherwise, huh? <laughs> they have to. They, it's a yeah, duo. Well, well, it's a duo, right? You know, but sometimes you listen to some duos, you can kind of go, mm, okay. I think y'all kind of forced that one, but they
1: must work together. It's a teamwork. If if, right. if each of them just trying to present something on their own, that's going. That's not going to work. Correct. Right. It's an old school rule, right? They must work together. They must complement each other. They must must sound appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. On a contrast to each other, but it doesn't mean that one means looks like he's trying to lead or you know. Drives right and the other one drives left. No, mm-hmm. it's a teamwork. Even so, right. I have to tell you this the song was recorded totally uh, remotely, asynchronously. So the Grease's nice. track was recorded separately,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: a post track was recorded separately, and then we had to, you know, slice and dice it in
0: a mm-hmm. mix. Right. Right, and and there's moments at the time when you know Bo and then Chris and Bo and Chris, and they're sometimes at the same time, and right. So that's where that synergistic harmony has to come in to ensure that they sound and complement one another well. And 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 so that's what close, I was talking when, about.
1: Yeah, when you close your eyes and you listen to this song, right? Mm-hmm. I hope you envision these two on stage, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: standing standing next to each other pretty much in their forming. Right. Uh, yeah. If you don't have this kind of, uh, if you can't envision any, anything like that, it means it didn't work. Mm.
0: That's right. Is that that was familiar? my
1: criteria, right? That was mm-hmm. my personal criteria. I, w- I would just show the song to somebody and ask, "Hey, what do you see? Close your eyes. What do you see? Right. Outside of seeing people in a, you know, wearing masks and whatnot, what do you see? Mm-hmm. How is it being performed?" Right. Yeah. And uh, when what, what I hear that's people right. say, I, I, I see these two singers on stage.
0: <sighs> that's right. Well, and that's how, you know, you accomplished the mission and the goal of whatever you set out for that particular song. And, and, and that's that's how, you know, it's a job well done. When people can convey that back to you and say, this mm-hmm. is exactly what I envision or this is what I hear. or This is how I interpret that song. then yes, mission accomplished, because I think you did that as well. With that, when I first and I went through a bunch, there's a whole bunch of other songs that's in there too. But when I heard "Adrenaline Storm," I was like, "Oh yeah, I can hear this. I can see this. I can hear the the uh, alternative hip hop with the cinematic." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And 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 it had different elements. You know, you find not many producers who can play. And I don't know how many instruments you play. And I know you went to to school, as you said in the beginning. But there's different instruments that are in there from percussion. I mean, there's just so many different feelings in that in that song. And now I, I think you did a great job, which is why Adrenaline Storm was the first one I wanted to talk about. Thank you. You're welcome. The next one is Mind in a Maze. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> see? <laughs> hmm. So so the same thing, what was kind of the thought process and create the creative process behind Mind in a Maze? Well,
1: I believe what triggered it was um, hmm, anything to do with Dan Brown. Dan Brown Lowell's. I love pretty much all of them, I love all these movies, and uh, I believe that's what inspired me to um, come up with the song. It's basically a tribute to Dan Brown
0: <laughs> all right
1: so uh, yeah and you and, uh, just just looking at the lyrics itself right uh, mm. it's quite obvious what are we talking about right mm. um, I believe yeah that's that's probably the only thing that uh, was the inspiration to, to write this okay. song
0: so and in- so let me ask you. So let me go back and clarify. So, in what way did Dan Brown was he influential for this song? What was it about about him? Well, if you
1: if you look into uh, his stories, right, his books like Da Vinci Code and mm-hmm. uh, let's say
0: Angels uh, and Demons,
1: and, exactly Angels yep. and Demons Inferno, right? Mm-hmm. They're all about pretty much the same uh, subject matter. Has a lot to do with uh, beliefs, be it belief driven by the charge or otherwise, right? And also by uh, frustration or by the lack of um, lack of strengths, the personal strengths that allows mm. you to to lead, to drive, not other people, yourself, right? Right. And uh, lots of confusion. And uh, the way I see it, you know, those novels were written quite a while back. But I see whatever is happening today is probably uh, even more amplified as it relates to what he was talking about. The actual Mm -hmm. message that was delivered. I know it's all adventure story about finding this or finding that and all kinds of clues and whatnot, right? But there's a a very foundational level message uh, in all his novels, right? Which is, by the way, psychological in nature.
0: (laughs) Yes, I do know. Oh, yeah.
1: Right? And Mm -hmm. that is what uh, is... uh, That's what lays behind this song that big message or serious
0: okay. message right well good okay yeah I was curious about that and and, and I love the explanation and inspiration behind behind that song I, I mean when you go back and listen to it and for those who are going to listen to it and read the lyrics it, it don't make so much sense as to why that is the motivation behind that behind that song alright so the last one that I have is blast wall Ooh. Yeah,
1: and there's a couple other
0: ones in there too, but but yeah.
1: Mm Mhm. Blast wall. Blast wall. It's a military rap. I think it also was probably uh, caused by um, one of the movies. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to read a little bit of. I'm not sure if I put it anywhere. A bit of a story behind it.
0: No. I didn't. I don't think I I saw a story behind Blast Wall.
1: It's a story about a sniper. Oh. Who's um, basically laying there in the dark, looking. Mm hmm. And uh, it happens that he has to wait a lot, right? A lot, a lot, a lot. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. To the point where it becomes unbearable so that he starts talking to his bullet. And a bullet talks to him, too.
0: All right. (laughs) And now that's... That's, I think
1: enough
0: you know? said, right? Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I love that. I love to hear stories about how people created the song that they created because there's always some type of uh, what's the word of looking a for? visual. Yeah, there's a visual, there's a story, There, there's always a different meaning to. to the context of the song itself that you may, oh wow, so that's what the song really is about. Like who would have thought the song was about a sniper talking to his bullet and the bullet responding back? <laughs> you know,
1: but you can totally right. relate to it, right? Like you, yes, the guy can. just is there. It's dark, and he's like watching right and lane. It could be like hours, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. You may as well go crazy, you, right? That's right, because you are under uh, tremendous pressure, right? And obviously, we're talking about some sort of scenario that maybe happening somewhere in Syria or Afghanistan or you know, one of those hot mm-hmm. places, right? Something to do with terrorists, whatever, whatever the environment is. And then like you're there, it's hot. <laughs> you're all by yourself.
0: All by you, yourself? You're
1: laying, yeah, you lay in and waiting. And uh, how do you maintain sanity? Mm-hmm. How much of a personal, physical, mental strength one has to have in order to maintain sanity mm. when you're going through all of the you know, terrible things? Right. That's what it's all about.
0: Wow. Well, kudos, because I listen to a lot of different songs. Uh, Black Dress, I listen to... Um, Let's Get Freaky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, all those were great, but when I heard these three, I was like, wow. They just had a different feeling and vibe to them that stood out to me the most when I heard those songs. I was like, oh, okay. Thank I can you. really hear, hear uh, creativity in all of these. And each of these has an element of, of, of cinematic music to it. Uh, and the reason I know is because I have two, I can't call them boys anymore, they're like young men, they're 18 and 20. And that's what they listen, to. I have an 18-year-old, that's all he listens to is cinematic music. He doesn't listen to any other music. Do you music. know why? I don't know, he, I don't know why he listens to it. Let's think, let's
1: think about it, let's think about it. So, um, what is cinematic music? Cinematic when When you hear it, right, compared to something that you can, in your mind, associate mm-hmm. with, you know, a regular band playing somewhere, you know, in, in a, I don't know, in a bar, right? Right. Cinematic music always comes with lots of visuals. True. It is, in your True. mind, already imprinted. When you hear cinematic music, you automatically associate it with something visual, you visualize it. Mm-hmm. So that was my idea. And here comes psychology, right? So Mm -hmm. um, if you sprinkle whatever you, whatever the song or music you're uh, writing, if you sprinkle it with cinematic elements, uh, you're amplifying the visuals. Mm Be it a rock song or rap, whatever. If you throw in a little bit of cinematic in it, you help your listener to actually visualize what you, the message that you're trying to deliver. Mm-hmm. As opposed to closing the eyes, not visualizing anything and just enjoying the vibe. Right, right. right? Yes. And there's lots of perfect songs where you don't have to even understand what this song is about, mm-hmm. right? You just, you just dive into it and you enjoy the vibe. But when you want to deliver the message, uh, I was thinking, well, let's try to use tools.
0: (laughs) Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, he he loves cinematic music, but I and I understand where it comes from because of the the games that he plays and the world that he's in. And so he creates worlds Right. So, so he, and that's, he's, and he's a, he's a writer and he's a storyteller and he's a world builder. And so he's creating yeah. worlds, right? And so, uh, Tolkien is like one of his, if he's watching, he's probably sitting and watching like Tolkien is, is a guy that he looks at and go, wow, this is a guy who created his own language in, the, in, in the, uh, mm-hmm. Lord of the rings films and, uh, a, a lot of cinematic. Now I will say I, I do have all of the Lord of the Rings actual soundtracks myself because they just sound amazing, but it is that visualization. Once again, I I find myself as I communicate with him and listen to some of the things that he's listening to that I hear songs with those cinematic elements and I'm drawn more to them. And for an example, there's a song out now by uh, imagine dragons called enemy and it was on a, a cartoon that my, my sons had me watch. But when I heard that, I was like, I was blown away, like, whoa, listen to this song. Listen to just the elements of the song and how they bring all these cinematic pieces together and his vocals, and it was just, it was like, whoa. I felt like in a different different place, so immediately I have it on my phone now so I can listen to it anytime I want to, but it's like, I get it. I get why he listens to the cinematic music, because it's, I don't know. I guess it puts them in a different place. Like I guess it goes back to that psychology. Music touches people in a different way, it and it it kind of brings out those different emotions. I don't know. Whenever I hear it, I feel like a champion. You know, it's, it's that cinematic champion
1: music. Right. <laughs> this is this is too obvious, right? Right. But uh, cinematic music could be pretty different. Mm. It doesn't have to be all about <laughs> epic. As we usually, I, I think lots of people uh, kind of relate cinematic music with something epic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No.
0: It doesn't have to be. No, it
1: doesn't have to right. be. Right. Exactly.
0: That's right. So exactly. Let me ask. So let me ask you this, As we, so we've been talking for a while now, so I'm interested in, in hearing, uh, just throughout your, your career, what has been the biggest piece of advice that you've taken or that you've received that has helped you in your career,
1: well, I think uh, this one was by my dad, and it's very uh, well-known saying and piece of advice: do it well or not at all. Uh, I believe it's very important in my mind. And uh, the second piece of advice, patience and dedication, those two are extremely important. Yeah, I think if you have these two, do it well or not at all, and then be patient and dedicated. I think you are, unless Mm. you're totally unlucky, probably well set for right.
0: success. Right, I love and that. And by success I don't
1: mean uh, anything like being well known or success, meaning yeah, you know you achieved something.
0: Right, you know I, I tell right. everybody that you have to define what success means to you. Some people want to be rich and famous, I just want to be rich, sure. I don't have to be famous. But, you know, to each their own, they have to define for them what success is, and then work towards that. But I love that phrase, do it well, or not at all, I, oh gosh, yes, that's, I think that's probably the biggest, if you're going to do it, do it well, or don't mm-hmm. do it at all. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, another one is, is Yoda. Um, there is no try. There's only, mm-hmm. two. like, mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. there is no try. We're either going to do it or you're not. And so, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, would that be the same piece of advice you would give to anyone getting into this music industry today? Or are there other things that you've learned that you would share with them about getting into this? I would this give world? this advice
1: to my son. It means I would give it to anyone else too, right?
0: That's right. That's right. So, y'all hear that. Do it well. That's yeah. Don't do it, do it well, or not at all. Not at all. And so. for all of you who are not doing it well, stop. Stop it. <laughs> I'm not calling out any names. I'm I judging. But or maybe just know. go back
1: and then, then practice, practice, practice. And Learn, practice. do, work, 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 reassess, analyze, research. Right. Come back when you are ready.
0: Yeah, I, you know, but I I think so many people are caught up in the facade of social media and the facade of just culture what they see that we no longer really strive for and I don't want to say perfection but we no longer strive to just to be great at what we do I remember growing up and listening to artists and artists they practiced to be great at what they did I, I don't know if that's.
1: I, I don't think, know. I, you know what, let, let me guess. Maybe there's lots of people who think that, oh, you know what, there's this girl on stage with guitar, and, you know, uh, millions are listening to her and whatnot, right? Maybe I also have that naturally poor talent. So I, <laughs> why don't I just go and try? Right. <laughs> maybe exactly. you do, but uh, maybe not.
0: Maybe not. Maybe not. Wow. So this has been this has been this has been great to, to learn more about you, to learn more about your music and the inspiration behind your music. So what's next for you?
1: Whew. There are a few songs actually that are in the works. A couple are uh, pretty much ready, just waiting for the release date. And uh I don't know. There's always something.
0: There's always something. There's always something. Well, I can't wait to hear whatever that something materializes to to be. And so, I, I know from I just, what I've heard, sounds
1: great. I'm just experimenting, and uh, the the next one that will be released end of this month uh, is uh, fully. Um, featured hip-hop rap with cinematic. <laughs>
0: oh, yes, that's
1: actually, actually, it's a hip-hop rap song over a rock cinematic backtrack. OK. And then the next one is an old-school 80s rock, one of the songs oh, wow. where one of those songs where you want to light up a lighter or your phone
0: and start... To oh, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be like a more than words type of song from, um, oh God, Extreme, which is, one of my <laughs> so- which is one of my favorite songs.
1: But it comes with very serious lyrics. Okay. Very, very, very
0: serious lyrics. Mm. Mm. Well, I can't wait to hear that one
1: and then i was super lucky to have a very famous guitar player actually helping me with some guitar trucks
0: nice well kudos to to that guitar person for bringing his or her skill set to the table so that's yes 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 so is there anything else that you would like to share with our our audience
1: You caught me off guard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, I don't know. Uh, I would like to say uh, thank you to all these people who actually thank you for being listeners. Yeah, especially to those who consciously listening. That's that's, I guess, what's what's important.
0: Perfect. No matter
1: how, no matter how much you, uh, you know, self-contained, <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. you're still doing it for somebody, not just for your own purpose. Because you know, by the time you're ready, your song is ready. You hate it. You can't listen to it anymore. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking
0: about. I do.
1: Your ears are fried, and you just hate it. I do.
0: But yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be out, be here without the people to support us and to appreciate what we do, so I, I concur, I agree with that, most definitely. So if you wouldn't mind, um, as we close out, where can people find you and where people can find your music to take part of, of this journey
1: with you? Um, it's pretty much in every uh, music store, it's on Spotify, it's on uh, Apple Music, uh, pretty much everywhere, uh, under the name of Nosbor, which is my project. or um, uh, there's more information and in the lyrics, by the way, it's published as well on uh, our website, which is www.nasmar.com and on social media as well. YouTube, uh, actually, for the most recent song, we even produced a little bit of video where you can enjoy Mr. Chris Hodges singing, mm-hmm. singing and. Uh, uh that's
0: pretty much it. All right, perfect. So if you wouldn't mind sticking around for just one moment as I close us close us out. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So once again, thank you very much for tuning in to another interview segment here with music composer, songwriter and producer Nasmore. Oh wow, it was just great to just for me personally to hear the creativity process behind. of the music that he has put out go check out the music go to the website go to spotify the band camp all those different places that he mentioned because he has some great great things sitting out there for you to that's going to bless your ears that's all i can say so go take a listen to it make sure to support as well and make sure to support us here at we create music tv by subscribing to our channel of course hitting the notification bell so you can be notified when we drop new content and give us a thumbs up if you like this content and what we're bringing to the music community. I greatly appreciate it. Once again, you can always catch us every Monday and Thursday night at 7 p.m. for our interview segments, and you can catch us every Thursday at 2 p.m. for all the other videos that we drop, right? So we have a video each week at 2 p.m. right here on We Create Music TV. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you next time.